so that we can practice that presence, so that we don't feel all those things that you said, that obligation or the expectation or all of those, like, where does that come from? Right. And hopefully I didn't make you feel that way. (laughs) I hope you know that I would not be like offended or anything by you choosing to be present at your event. I totally expect that from you. But yeah, it is interesting to think about like, where do those things come from? I think it's a real problem, isn't it? Yeah. And it's almost like you have to go to this extreme. We've become so dependent on our phones that, okay, is a way to deal with this, like what we're perceiving as a problem, this knee jerk need to pick up your phone. Do I post? Do I not post? Do I, oh, look my nephew did something goofy I should capture that and Mm -hmm. maybe I should have like this constant tug of like this awareness of my phone do you put your phone somewhere hey friends it's Nicole and Kate your girls from across the globe Sydney Australia and Puerto Rico to be exact and we're so excited to be sharing this time with you I'm Kate And I'm Nicole, and welcome back to another Candid Conversation with us. Each week, we bring you a new conversation about a topic that we can relate to. We share our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Hello, Nicole. Good morning. Good afternoon, Kate. Okay, I knew that there was something extra chipper about you this morning. (laughs) Come to find out, even though it's only 6.45 a.m. for you? Correct. You have already been to a cardio kickboxing class. Cardio boxing. Cardio there no, boxing. There was no kicking involved. Thank goodness. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't feel my body. Still, any type of class that you've been to and are back hitting the record button at 6.45 a.m. is so impressive. I want to hear more about this class. It's crazy. I've never done a 5.30 a.m. class. Okay, so... It's been a minute since we've recorded, right? We've had a little bit of a break from the mic. And I was like, you know, I need to be fully awake for our recording session. You know, I just want to be, you know, on, right? And I've just recently joined a little gym that's super close by because as we've talked about, I've been doing yoga for a good year now, but I'm training for my bike ride next year. And Mm. I felt like I really need to get a little bit more cardio in, a little bit more strength training in. And one of the classes, they they actually have 5.30 classes, which I thought, no, there's no way I can do a 5.30 class. Well, yes way. I did one this morning. Here I am. I survived. I can't feel my arms. (laughs) (laughs) Blotchy and red. I'm like, what am I doing? But here I am. I survived. And you are very wide awake, I can tell. <laughs> this might be the best recording session yet. So what, like, what's kind of your rating of the class? Was it awesome? Did it feel great? Will you do it again? Yeah, so it was cardio boxing and I thought it was going to be, I think I've done a class in the past where you hold hand weights and you just kind of do boxing yeah. moves with your arms. So I thought it was going to be that. But no, I get there and the trainer's putting up these 
punching bags and telling two other people in the class, there's only three of us at 5.30, um, that are crazy enough to get up at that time and do a class. <laughs> and so they get their boxing gloves, their little liners. I'm like, oh, this is like real proper boxing. I mean, I don't know what real yeah. pro- proper boxing is, but I'm like, oh, okay. So I just had to say, look, I've never done this before. And it's like, okay, don't worry about it. I'll show you the moves. And he put on this music and just gave us some instructions. And we started punching these bags and it felt really good. Yeah. I was going to say, this sounds like a great class. Yes. Yes. And you feel your core so much throughout, like you're Mm. constantly twisting and moving. And I'm like, I am going to be so sore. It was tough. It was tough, but it was fun. Like it really gets all the endorphins and good chemicals going for sure. I think that's really smart to be thinking about like different types of workouts you can do to help prepare for the bike. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like I wasn't, I had stopped doing a lot of cardio and I think Mm -hmm. you need to get strong. You need to get that endurance for a long bike ride. So that was my motivation. So I'm pumped. I'm very happy that you're pumped. I'm (laughs) pumped too. This is totally unrelated to today's topic. So I have no thread to connect it. So we'll just go ahead and and dive in. (laughs) Take take us into it. So today's topic is all about being present. And this is a topic that I know we're both big on. It's one that we've kind of brought up in past episodes. Like one of the recent ones that I remember bringing this up in is when we were talking about our favorite books, because Mm -hmm. one of my favorites is The Power of Now. Mm -hmm. And that is because it's big on helping you stay present. I'm really surprised that we haven't done a full episode on this topic yet. Right. I was, I was, I was thinking the same thing. We talk about it a lot. It's one of our recurring themes, but it's usually Mm -hmm. been in the context of the books we've read or how we've been introduced to the concept and just a general mindset. But yeah, I think this will be like a very practical application of this idea. Yeah, definitely. Because I know that we've all had that feeling where sometimes it's like a perpetual looking into the future. Sometimes you find yourself spiraling, thinking about Mm -hmm. the past. Um, And of course, that doesn't allow us to just fully enjoy the here and now. So Really what brought this topic up is because this past week, you and Omar hosted your annual retreat, OzCon, which we talked about a couple episodes ago. You shared with us kind of the preparation and the planning for that. And I was so excited to see pictures and videos on social media. And I know that I had said to you, like, I'll be stalking you. (laughs) Like, I can't wait to see. But I know how crazy it can be when you're trying to participate and facilitate and go through pictures and videos, and then you're posting them, and then you're trying to think of something meaningful to say when you post them, and it's exhausting. (laughs) Like, you just can't successfully do all of those things really well. So you had mentioned, gosh, Kate, I'm so sorry that I didn't post a lot, but it's because I just couldn't be all these places in once, and it just so happens that the same time that you were at OzCon, I was hosting family and I felt the exact same way. I was trying to post and share all these awesome things we were doing, but then I would catch myself and say, wait a second, would I rather be posting this on social media or would I rather be enjoying this moment with my family? So that's kind of what we're going to dive into today. But because we're talking about OzCon, I am so excited for a recap. Can you share with us some highlights best moments, maybe anything that didn't go as planned. I'm so excited to hear about it. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. It was a great 
second time round. So last year was an MVP of it and um, we decided to run it again this year and it was great. Uh, we tweaked a few things from last year. So OzCon for us is a kind of a mastermind retreat conference all wrapped into one. Omer and I wanted to make more friends really and bring business Australian business founders together. And so we ran it again this year. We increased the numbers from 12 last year to 16 this year. We had more women. Last year was only two ladies and 10 men. This time we were five ladies. So that was great. That really changed the dynamic for the better. Yeah. Really awesome. It's an awesome group of people. Honestly, Kate, it's the people that make the event. Mm. It's almost like it becomes easy. Once you've got really great people in the room, then sure, if, as long as everything is planned, you've got structure, you've got organization, it, it just falls into place. You know, I don't want to say that it was, yeah, there's no thought or, or anything that goes into it, but it's the people that um, make the event. And okay, so you asked, oh, best moments. Honestly, the best moments are when we're having – so we make it a point. So it's a, it's a skiing and snowboarding trip. We go away to the snow. There's a bus ride. That everyone's on the bus together. That was that was fun last year and this year the same thing. All the conversations that happen on the bus are just great. And so we go skiing and snowboarding every day. Then in the afternoons before dinner we have these sessions. So Omar and I kind of come up with these sessions where it – stimulates some sort of conversation or sharing um, it can be business related it can be personal and it's in those moments where you just see the generosity of you know the people that are in the in the mm. room whether it's offering help advice you know something related to an experience they've had or an introduction to someone they know that can help um, move someone further along it's just incredible. It's just incredible to witness really smart, awesome, successful people being so humble, vulnerable at the same time, and so willing to help and, and be so generous. So yeah, th those moments are really, really special. Yeah, definitely. I, and I think that that speaks so much to, I know we've talked about this before, but you talk about like having great people and that making the event. And I think that that speaks very loudly about how awesome you and Omar are and the community that you've created, the business that you guys have created, everything that you pour into your audience and to those around you. And like I've had moments when John and I are running events where you do kind of think like, Ooh, what if like there's somebody in the mix that is kind of the problem child? Like, <laughs> you know, they always have a complaint or they're never happy about something. And I always try and remind myself, like, you will attract the right people. You will attract the right people. You will attract the right people. Mm -hmm. So I'm really, uh, I'm not surprised that you guys attracted an amazing group of people, but I'm really happy to hear that. I learned to ski this time. Yay! We've talked about uh, this So before. the lessons went well? The lessons went well. This time I had fun. Last time I tried to learn to snowboard, I was so miserable. I did not like it <laughs> at all. Um, that was a personal little accomplishment for me because I was like, oh, can I do this? You know, should I just give up already? I've tried to learn to ski before. I've tried to learn to snowboard. Do I want to really go back and do this? But because this event is, this is one of the things that's really core to it and I want to participate. I was like, no, I'm going to learn to ski. And I think I kind of had a bit of a mindset shift around it and I just really enjoyed myself. I really enjoyed the lessons and I think next time I'll be able to 
you know, participate and go on a few runs with a few of the people. Awesome. That's great to hear. And good for you because I know that like lessons can be a little tedious and probably not as fun as being on the mountain, you know, taking Mm -hmm. runs with other participants, Mm -hmm. but it sounds like maybe some other people took some lessons too, right? Did you get to take lessons with anyone else in your group or... Someone took a snowboarding lesson, but people were pretty proficient. Yeah. Okay. I think it's what attracts um, some of the participants too. They're really into skiing and snowboarding. So no, I didn't get to take any lessons with anyone this time, but Uh maybe next year, you know, we'll see. I mean, I might want to do a little refresher. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. Good for you. Congrats. I know. Maybe one day you and I can, I know you're very, you're a very good skier. Oh, I would love to be on the mountain with you. I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm really curious, how was it the shift that you guys made to having more people? Did that affect any of the flow? Did it feel like too many people? What was kind of the... Yeah, good question. I think we hit a sweet spot in terms of the numbers. 16 is a good nice. a good number. Um, but there okay. was an extra day this time because it did feel like, you know, the whole purpose too is also to have really deep conversations throughout where you get to know other people on a, on a deeper level. So you've got to have time to be able to, whether it's over a breakfast or lunch or on the mountain. And so as you increase the numbers, are people going to have one-on-one time to, mm-hmm. you know, get, get further connected. And so with the extra day and with 16 people, we found that everyone was able to do that. So I think that might be the max. You don't want to, you know, with mm-hmm. five days, 16 people, that's a, like a perfect kind of balance of by the end, everyone got to know everyone and, and connect in a really deeper and meaningful way. So good. Do you feel like the pre-dinner that you guys introduced this year was like a big help for that? Or how, like how, how did that factor into I'd imagine that that was such a great opportunity for people to kind of get any jitters out or like nervousness around meeting other, like I'm about to spend five days with these people, like that kind of thing. How did that go? Yeah. So we added the pre-con dinner this year and that was super fun. And I took your advice and Cass's advice because I was concerned about 16 people at one table. Like how do you make sure that people connect and talk and aren't shouting across the, the room or expected or feel the pressure as well to to talk to everyone. It's pretty hard, right? Especially like you said, there might be a little bit pre-conference jitters and some people don't Mm -hmm. know each other super well. So the idea of having like four, four, four groups. So you kind of have your little group of four to, you know, the person next to you and the two people in front of you. And we had these little prompts, like a little icebreaker question. Everyone got their own question and it was Cass's idea, put it in an envelope. And so a little bit of drama is created. Like there's a little envelope with your name in front of it at some point in the, in the dinner and we'll get you to open it up. And you know, there was, there was a question that they had to answer. And I felt that went really, really well. That was a lot of fun. Awesome. And it just kept everyone kind of concentrated and really getting to know the people around them. And it it was okay to, you know, you preface it at the beginning. It's okay if tonight you don't speak to everyone, you don't get to know everyone, there's going to be plenty of time. So I think that went really well. Cool. And then you guys had the bus ride, which I know you said went well. And you guys had a driver this time. Omar didn't have to drive. (laughs) Omar did not drive. (laughs) I'd imagine that that time, too, is really great for just 
chatting with people maybe that you didn't get to chat to the night before and kind of mixing it up and and during that time yeah we had this little rule that every time you sit next to someone it has to be a different person whether it's at a meal or on the bus so there's that element like when you're dealing with you know adults and you trust that like people know what to do it's interesting when you're organizing these events that you still need structure you still need you know to facilitate Mm -hmm. so it just gives people a bit of okay what's happening next they know what to do and they don't have to think and they're not left wondering just those little bits of guidance can go a long way. Yeah. As a participant at a lot of like retreat and mastermind type events, especially the smaller ones, it's really awkward and quite annoying, to be honest, when you don't have that structure. Mm -hmm. For me personally, maybe some people like it, but if there's just an unlimited amount of time where you're left to not really know what you're supposed to be doing to me. I'm like, I feel like I paid for something that I'm not getting right now. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So what about, were there any snafus? Ooh, we're not going to do that again moments. Yeah. It's it's funny speaking about sitting down to dinner and eating one of the evenings, the last evening, actually, we thought, okay, we had to find like another venue this year. We thought let's do a pub in the, like the, mm. the town is really nice around uh, the mountains called Jindabyne and there's some really quintessential Australian kind of pubs there. And so there was one really nice one that we thought, okay, let's do our last evening there. But with pubs here, you normally order your drinks at the bar and you order your food separately and you get your little, one of those things, little table buzzers that go mm. off. Yeah. And so we thought, okay, that'll be fine. We, you know, this should work. And it was like, mm, it was a really busy night because it was a Friday night. It was super packed and kind of messed up a little bit with the timing and the ordering. And you needed like, we had a tab running. So everyone had to have a picture of the number on the tab. Uh, There were just a little bit of the logistics around that. When it comes to a big group, yeah, from now on, it has to be sit down. It has to be a set menu. It has to be table service. Mm. People Mm. getting up to getting getting their own thing, the timing kind of. In the end, it was fine. Everybody ate, everybody got a meal. It sounds like a really cool atmosphere and like almost a little bit, oh, cool. This is a bit more relaxed. Like, yeah. you know, we're going up to the bar and da da da. But, yeah. but I can see that. Can Our dinners, see that. right. Our dinners before that had been really like beautiful, nice settings, nice mm-hmm. restaurants. So this was a little bit something different. And in the end, it worked out. But it is a little bit, yeah, it can be a little bit more chaotic at the beginning, just getting everyone yeah. getting their order and yeah so yeah. that's a little lesson and, and of course like we we knew that there was going to be things that we, as soon as you change up some of the variables or you know sure. you change up some of the things would you know maybe not go as planned but that was all right well if that's the worst thing that happened then that's a huge win <laughs> it sounds right. like you guys had an excellent event yeah Awesome. Okay. So when we first communicated after OzCon and you left a voice note for Cass and I just kind of recapping and saying like everything went great. The whole like, you know, I'm sorry. I wanted to share pictures and videos, but I just felt that I wasn't able to be present if I was doing that. So kind of talk through, I'm curious to hear 
Like, was that evident from the very start? Did it take a couple of days? And then you were like, okay, I need to like, stop doing this because I'm not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, what was kind of your thought process of I'm not being present right now, that awareness and what you kind of decided from that point? I remember when I said to you, I'm going to post, sure, I'll post on Instagram, you know, you can follow along. As soon as I said that, I was like, I'm probably not going to do that. I know that I'm going to fall really short on my promise because I'm, you know, generally not very good. And of course, I have the intention going into something like this of this is very share worthy. And of course, I want to share it and and keep my promise to you and, and what and all of that. But I realized pretty quickly that I had to make the choice because it was really important. I think when you've set up like a conference like this or an event like this, like you're aware that you want to be present. You want to have fun. You want to make sure everyone's having a good time and things are going well. And so there's that element of like, I want to be in the experience, like be listening, be part of the conversations, get to know people uh, better there's that element, then you kind of sometimes have to take yourself out of it because then you go into logistics mode. Okay. The bus is picking us up at five 30 to take us to dinner. Have, you know, have I confirmed the reservation? Yes, I've done that. You know, we've got a run sheet as well. So sometimes right. checking the, checking the run sheet, Omar's got this responsibility. I've got this responsibility. So then you, then you kind of take yourself out of it and then you add another layer of, okay, now I've got to share and tell the world about this. That was like, okay, this is not going to (laughs) happen. This is not going to happen. Cross it off. (laughs) I mean, it's such a good point. Like as an attendee, I've even had trouble at events trying to keep up and like share what's happening because on that end of two, of course you want to be present. Like you've invested your time and your money and Mm -hmm. you've probably traveled for this and, but it's even a whole other level when you're actually the organizer. And like you said, you constantly have to be thinking about is what's going on right now, what's supposed to be Mm -hmm. going on right now, what's going on next, and what do I need to do to prepare to make that successful? And what am I forgetting? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. We've talked about this. I love taking pictures. I love capturing moments. So I definitely was taking pictures throughout because Mm -hmm. that's also part of logistics and organizing and and being, you know, the organizer. We had a Slack channel set up with all the groups. So one of the things that everybody did was dump their photos and share all their photos and videos. Oh, that's nice. Which was, yeah, really great to have everybody um, do that. And fortunately, we had one of our participants, Lauren, who was incredible. She just put everything together. She was she would do these little cap, recaps of the day, starting from the morning. She'd capture all the videos, her photos, uh-huh. then she'd you know grab other people's photos and videos, and she'd put together this little day one recap, day two. So after I saw her first one, I was like, okay, definitely the pressure is off. <laughs> We've got someone here who's a superstar. <laughs> just share this one out she was so good it was almost like she had this talent to like storyboard in her head like the Mm. clips that she was putting together told the story in like a really nice recap of the day I was like that's a talent I definitely do not have time to cultivate this talent right now I'd love to but it's not gonna happen so yeah I saw those on your Instagram they were really great they were so good but yeah it's it's asking a lot, isn't it? Just coming back to this idea of this need that we have now or this obligation, expectation to share, 
what's happening in the moment, it's asking yeah, a lot. Definitely. It, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, wasn't there a point in time way, way in the early days of Instagram where you could only share something if it happened in the last 24 hours? Am I making that up? I feel like when stories came out, maybe that does sound really yeah. familiar. Right. Like you couldn't go back. You could now you can go back in your photo roll and share whatever you want. Right. But I do think that in the very beginning, kind of almost, I'm not familiar with Snapchat. I never like made an account or anything, but I Me think neither. that's how Snapchat works okay. too. Like okay. it has to be within the last 24 hours. But anyways, it's an interesting concept because if you do think about like being in the situation that you were in and making that choice, which I think is really smart to, I'm going to be present. I'll take pictures and I'll take videos and I can look at them afterwards and I can share them afterwards and do whatever I want with them afterwards. But right now I'm going to be in the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess scenarios like that, for example, if Instagram were still only doing the 24 hours, then, oh, well, so oh, well. sorry. That's it. <laughs> but not sorry. Right. <laughs> I felt the exact same way. Like I mentioned, the pretty much the same time span, uh, a little bit longer than you were at OzCon. I had family in town. So my sister, my niece, my nephew, my mom, and my aunt came into town. And uh, my mom, my sister, my niece, and my nephew were here for 10 days. My aunt was here for five days. And we had so much like amazing stuff planned. Also a ton of days where we were just hanging out here poolside, like no stress, no rush to be anywhere or even do anything, just like whatever you wanted to do. And even then with seemingly all this open space, like I still found myself, I would pick up my phone to post something on Instagram stories. And I did do quite a bit of stories because it's pretty easy to just like tap on a photo, upload, tap on it. I wasn't doing anything fancy with it. I wasn't tagging people. I wasn't adding text, like nothing, just like picture, post, picture, <laughs> post. But even then I still caught myself and, and having that awareness of like, wait a second, this really isn't how, how I want to be spending my time right now. Mm. My niece and my nephew are like doing something goofy in the pool, or I'm trying to have a conversation with my sister, or my mom's asking me a question. I don't need to have my phone in my face. And I think a lot of it too, it, that has helped me become so aware of it is because I find that I notice it a lot when other people do it. Mm. Like if I meet up with someone for coffee or I go on a walk with someone or meeting up for a happy hour, like whatever the case may be, I'm, I'm not saying this isn't like in a judgy way, but it kind of don't like it when that person is on their phone. I'm, I'm here with you. I don't take my phone out unless there's a question asked or like a need to have it. And so if I feel that way when other people do it, I have to assume that other people feel that way when I do it. Mm -hmm. And if I don't want to feel that way, why am I going to make other people feel that way? Right. So yeah. it, it just got me thinking, especially because you know, you and I were kind of having this parallel experience with being present and not being on social media and not sharing every single second. How do we catch ourselves? How do we start to become more aware of that so that we can practice that presence so that we 
don't feel all those things that you said, that obligation or the Mm -hmm. expectation or all of those, like, where does that come from? Right. And hopefully I didn't make you feel that way. (laughs) I hope you know that I would not be like offended or anything by you choosing to be present at your event. I totally expect that from you. Um, but yeah, it is interesting to think about like, where do those things come from? I think it's a real problem, isn't it? It's yeah. a real, it's a real problem. And it's almost like you have to go to this extreme. We've become so dependent on our phones that, okay, is a way to deal with this, like what we're perceiving as a problem, this knee jerk need to pick up your phone. Do I post? Do I not post? Do I, Oh, look, my nephew did something goofy. I should capture that. And maybe I should Mm -hmm. like this constant tug of like, Oh, this awareness of my phone. Do you put your phone somewhere completely out of reach so that you physically cannot, you know, access it. And then not even going to go into like, if you've got your, like I've got an iPhone, I've got an Apple watch. So then I'll get little zaps on my wrist (laughs) telling me. and, And it's, And it just becomes like, all right, I either physically remove myself from this and that almost becomes like, oh no, I I couldn't possibly do that. What if I get an important phone call or it's, I don't know. Which is like like a legitimate question. It is. Is it? Or is it? We how did we deal with it before? Like we both remember a world when we didn't have constant access to people and people didn't have constant access to us. So maybe it's not such a far-fetched idea to in your, in your house and you've got your family down by the poolside, leave your phone inside. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I I definitely think that there are, uh, that there's a time and a place. And like you said, I'm also huge on pictures. Like I love taking pictures and to me, like capturing a moment arguably, yes, you are taking yourself a little bit outside of that to pick up your phone Mm -hmm. and turn on the camera and take the picture. I don't think that that is as like far fetched into the realm of like not being present as it is when you then open Instagram and you start thinking about what you're going to write about the picture and all of that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So those are the instances where I'm like, okay, yes, I totally think that sometimes it is good to leave your phone. And just not even be in the same room as it. And other times I'm like, well, I would love to have it along so that I can take pictures. But you just you really have to be accountable to that. Right. You Mm -hmm. have to be able to catch yourself if you open it to take a picture. And then all of a sudden you're looking at text messages and then you decide to check your email and then you (laughs) da 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 da. Right. Slippery slope. How did I get here? (laughs) Yeah. Where where am I? (laughs) But I think that it's conversations like this that can really help you start to be more aware of it. And if you do kind of make that conscious effort to say, like, I I even had a moment today, I was sitting outside by the pool at, at lunchtime, and I had my phone with me. And there was absolutely zero reason for me to pick it up and open it. And I went to pick it up and open it. And I caught myself. I was like, what am I doing? I don't need Mm. to, there's nothing on my phone for me right now. Like I came out here to relax and enjoy my lunch. I don't need to pick up my phone right now. So I think the more conscious of it we are, the more we're able to kind of pull ourselves out of those situations. Like that is probably a great example of when Mm -hmm. I should have just left my phone upstairs. I shouldn't have even had it with me because it wasn't necessary. Right. But you're practicing and that idea of 
catching yourself it's a habit that you can Mm -hmm. practice yeah yeah do you have any tips or like things that you do to just really try and help yourself stay present well i've been really into maybe because i'm focusing on it it's coming up more and more this idea of being present but through listening and i recently Mm. listened to a podcast episode on the diary of a ceo and there was this guest julian treasure he his TED talk apparently is one of the most popular TED talks out there. I've never I'd never seen it. And it's all about how to speak so everyone hears you. And I haven't listened to the full episode yet. It's quite long, but I'm really enjoying it. And this idea of really listening. I li- I've just listened to this episode now, but I re- I recall and I felt quite proud of myself um during Ozcon, I think one of the ways I was focusing on being present was making sure that I'm really listening when people are talking. Mm. And it's so surprising how we might think we're listening, but we're in our heads. Yeah. And that little voice is constantly like thinking about other things. Yeah. Or what am I going to say next? Oh, oh, that makes me think of this. And all of a sudden Uh you are out of listening to that person. So I think this is a way that I want to cultivate and focus and help even like what we're doing right now. I mean, this is a podcast, right? So it is a conversation. There's an expectation that we're both going to go back and forth, but it really should be predicated on the fact that I'm really listening and hearing what you say. And I'm sure there are moments where I'm out of it because I'm like, oh, I've got to tell Kate, especially with my scattered brain too. Wait a second. (laughs) There's this idea that's just come up in my head and I've got to throw that in there somehow. And all of a sudden, I stopped hearing what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I, I don't think any of us can say that we're not guilty of that, no matter how hard we try. But I love this idea and we'll definitely link up to that podcast episode. I'm excited to check it out. It sounds really interesting. It's a good one. Mm. So that's my tip. What about you? Because I know you've cultivated the the idea of being present for longer i know we talked about this in one of our previous episodes yeah um i would say probably my number one tip like when i think back to a time in my life when um i felt like this this is really probably what jump started like my super obsession with it so i read power of now i was introduced to this idea i started being more conscious of it And then after becoming an entrepreneur and starting to work like a lot of hours and not really feeling like I had a handle on my schedule, well, I don't know, I guess just wasn't like living my ideal every day. And that's when I had, I was having so many of these moments that like every time I was at work, I would feel bad that I wasn't like Mm -hmm. doing something for myself or hanging out with John or hanging out with my family. And then every time I was hanging out with my family, I felt bad that I wasn't (laughs) working and I felt like I should be, you know, you feel pulled Yes. and that feeling really started getting to me, especially because I was working so much at that time in my life. Uh, this was like maybe 2014 timeframe. So our business was still quite young. I mean, we were really, you know, putting in the hours and we were living in San Diego. So I was near my family. And so I, I was also having a lot of awesome opportunities to hang out with my family. And I'm like, this, this can't be what I do every day. I hate mm. this feeling. I hate mm. feeling like I always should be someplace else. Right. So I I guess my number one tip would be like, start listening to that stuff Mm. because 
until I started listening to that and honestly, consciously thinking there is a solution to this, like I can do something about this. I just need to learn what that is and I need to start practicing it. I could have just let that feeling go on and on and on and on and been really unhappy and continue feeling that way every day. Or I could start listening to those feelings. And I think that I know how easy it is to not listen to them and just Mm. kind of, you know, throw your hands up and say, like, this is the way that it is. I'm an entrepreneur and I run a business. So, of course, I'm going to feel this way. Well, no, like you don't have to. So, yeah, I think just starting to listen to that stuff, start being more conscious of like the way that you feel in different moments. And if you are feeling that pull, you know, what can you do about that? How can you start being so present when you're at work that the moments when you're not at work, you're completely fully loving time with your family Mm -hmm. and you know vice versa like it can be that way I've been around people I feel I won't say affliction but I've been around people in a coffee catch-up setting or a you know lunch or dinner whatever it is a social setting where I can tell that the person is thinking about the next thing that they've got to do that the next appointment that they've got to get to the rest of their afternoon if it's a morning and then they're thinking about the rest of the afternoon and you can visibly see that discomfort, that pull. I don't think many people are aware of that. They might not be conscious of there's an actual discomfort there or a stress or a level of tension, anxiety, because they're so concerned about the next thing that they've got to do, which they will get to. But right now you're here, whether you're finishing, you know, the breakfast that you ordered or whatever it is, just be present and enjoy that moment. But no, I think we're just conditioned. A lot of us might be conditioned to just be constantly thinking about the next thing. Again, that you've talked about in the interaction, that future, that what is happening Mm -hmm. in the future or what's happening next. And if they really took stock, they'd be thinking, they'd be realizing, oh, this isn't actually pleasant. Like I don't like feeling Mm -hmm. this way. But sometimes it just becomes a default. It's like, oh, yeah, this is how I feel. This is normal. This is standard. But it doesn't have to be. But but it takes a lot of self-awareness. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, I'm so glad that we chatted about this topic finally. Because, yeah, like you said, I know we've mentioned it loads of times before. And I think both of us kind of having, again, like this parallel experience with feeling, you know, a little bit pulled and listening to that feeling mm-hmm. and making that choice to your point of saying, nope, I'm I'm choosing to be present right now. I don't have to be on social media. I don't need to be posting things. I don't need to be any place else but right here and right now. Um, so thanks for sharing about your OzCon experience and lots of great tips for being present and having that self-awareness. I'm so happy that the event went well for you guys. Oh, thank you. And I'm definitely, ha- I've definitely not perfected this, but it's a work in progress. And I think it's something really mm-hmm. great to cultivate. So yeah, I'm going to keep working on it. Ditto. (laughs) All right, friends. Well, as we close out today's chat on being present, we hope that you've picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. And friends, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you have a friend in mind who might also enjoy our chats, share the podcast with them too. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.